ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. And I would lovingly and strongly encourage you to pray without ceasing to him in his name to God. And I would lovingly and strongly encourage you to keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord. Because as Jesus Christ said, we're living, we, I believe that we have entered into that time where even the elect can be deceived by the devil. And people's minds are being raped by the devil and his tool, wokeism, uh, which is deadism in their sins. And uh, you need to stop worrying about politics and start praying to God in a real sense. And those of you who are grandparents and parents, um, uh, you have uh, better sense than wokeism has. And you better pray for your children, pray for your grandchildren, because the devil is going to snatch them into hell with him. He's, he's doing that now. So take this time seriously and you pray and you get your mind back on God. Uh, and and stay focused on him and he'll keep you in perfect peace even during these times. The devil is seeking like a roaring lion, roaring lions whom he can devour. And he's doing that. So uh, take this time seriously. My beloved... <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead. Service family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White the third. President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 662, where I read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. <clears throat> This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 1 through 8. Shall we pray together? 
you're not going to make it in this day and time for we are living in perilous times for real we're here we're not going there we're already here <clears throat> and anybody with any sense knows that so uh, you need to pray at every given opportunity true Christians true born-again ones are praying they're not playing aware aware is Leonard Ravenhill well he's in heaven now but he warned the church a long time ago stop playing and start praying don't listen to me pray. You, you don't have time for that. We don't have time to listen to melodious voices in prayer and eloquent voices, man. You need to be praying the best way you can. Seriously. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise you and I thank you so much for your grace, your mercy, and your love. I praise you and I thank you so much for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for these services. For Lord, they're just as much of a blessing to me as they are to others. And uh, I thank you for leading me to do them when I thought I was going to go on a long vacation. I praise you and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon me and thus my family. I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for the precious memories that you have put in my heart, my mind, soul, and spirit. Lord, help people in America and people around the world to not so much worry about the pain of today, but to remember the pleasures and the peace and the blessings of yesterday that will bring comfort into these days. Lord, help people to stop being, even in the church, ungrateful and unthankful. When you have blessed us with millions of blessings down through the years, but we're so wicked in our sinful nature, we're so depraved, that we easily forget the miracles, the blessings, and uh, the wonderful experiences we have had in the past. They're like little seconds on a clock to so many of us when they were huge at the time. And we are uh, like gangsters who, who say, what have you done for me lately? Always wanting more and never stopping to thank you for what you have done. And Lord, I believe that that, uh, that right there is is... Uh, something that offends you so much that you were led to chastise us and rebuke us and help us 
uh, to confess our sins and repent, and I thank you for it. As I prayed in the beginning of this plague, Lord, be thorough with us. Break us, make us, and mold us to be what you would have us to be. And Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, I uh, praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical uh, blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Lord, on this beautiful Saturday evening, Lord, uh, where we have spent many services uh, together, uh, Lord, down through the years by your grace, and I thank you for that. Lord, uh, for those of us who are saved in my family uh, and in this audience and in the audience to come, the on-demand folks, and uh, in this country and around the globe, with millions of people so caught up in so many different things, Lord, they don't understand that you're the one who has blessed them to be able to do so many different things and to, and to do things that they like to do. For Lord, you are a great, great God who has given us all different gifts and talents and abilities and things that we like, things that we don't like. And Lord, only you can handle uh, such a motley crew. We can't. Lord, we can't. We can't do it. <laughs> this is not our world. Uh, this is your world. And so thank you, Lord, for the creation that you created and then how you, cre you put creation in us. And uh, Lord, it's, it's just amazing what, what you have done and how that it is ever growing and how that we would do well to focus on you and leave each other alone. And uh, Lord, and so we praise you for that. And we uh, individually confess our sins for those of us who are saved by your grace in my family, in this audience, in this country and around the globe. For Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us, Lord, of our wicked and evil sins, for all sin is wicked, no matter how we try to measure it, and uh, is wicked in your sight. And all disobedience, rebelliousness, pride, whatever the case is. And then, Holy Father God, uh, I do pray that you will crush and crucify our flesh the old man within us on this night, two nights before what uh, people down here call Halloween, uh, and the devil is already working. As you know, I told my wife today, as I started praying for her on Thursday, that she would uh, at least act right as a human being throughout this witchcraft weekend. And um, my wife has done evil and uh, has been rebellious and disrespectful uh, to you and to me for 34 years and to her children as well. 
uh, so much, especially on weekends leading up to Sunday, that I I can predict it. It's it's predictable in everything I do to try to help her not be that way. Uh, even as a human being, a person who's not saved, there are human beings who can control themselves. If they want to keep a job, they will control themselves and not do things that violate uh, the uh, uh, the rules of that job. <clears throat> uh, people can control themselves when they want to. Some people can sit through a three-hour movie without going to the bathroom, uh, but will go to the bathroom four times in one hour elsewhere. So people can control themselves if they want to. Uh, my wife, Marika White, uh, as uh, I'm sure other people, has cho has chosen not to uh, control herself around her husband and her children. And so many people are hypocrites like that. And uh, they can act nice around other people, uh, but not around their spouse and their children. And so, Holy Father God, as you heard, you have heard me pray since Thursday, especially because I knew this was going to be a dark and difficult weekend uh, for her, and thus uh, uh, and a huge attack against the ministry and this service tonight, uh, which we were still able, by your grace, to start early uh, because I have another service to preach if it be your will, and if you give me the strength. And so, uh, predictably, she has acted very ugly today, very demonically and foolishly. And I do pray uh, with a terrible attitude, which is there's nothing new. It's been going on for 34 years, as you know. And so I pray publicly, and I thank you for the liberty to pray publicly now about it. I pray that you will save her soul. I pray that she will humble herself and do something else a mother and aunts have not done, and that is she has miraculously, by your grace, under her husband's leadership, has successfully made it to 34 years of marriage and has no interest in uh, divorcing or ending the marriage, nor do I, which is miraculous. And, uh, and it's your power that has done that in the reading of your Holy Word down through the years and prayers, even though she is still not saved. And she's done this thing of staying married better than, better than anybody in her family has down through the years. And so I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that. Uh, I thank you for the fact that she is here serving tonight, even though she does not want to, and has a bad attitude about it, and has tried to hinder the service, as she's done for 34 years. I thank you, however, she is still here and wants to be here for some reason. I don't know why, because I'm going to continue to preach your holy word every day. But I do pray that you will cast the devil and the demons of hell out of her tonight, as I have been praying for over 34 years, I pray that you will rebuke and bind the devil and the demons of hell from her mind. 
Uh, it, this is a demonic thing. It's not. This is not anything personal uh, uh, between uh, uh, my wife and I. Uh, this is a devil event. This is a devilish event. This is uh, not a flesh and blood thing because um, most days of the week uh, is much better. Uh, and. Uh, and uh, I actually see her uh, doing what I've told her to do. Uh, she finishes the task, stand up and pray, uh, read her female verses in the Bible, and I see her do this every day. Uh, but there's something not right, and I believe that she's not saved, and so she has no power against the devil, and any time the devil wants to use her, he does so at will. And I know that I am praying not only for my wife, but I'm praying for other people. And I'm praying that my children would be protected from this generational curse, as well as the generational curses that come down through my family, which are fornication and adultery. And uh, uh, that's just the reality. And so uh, the curses that come down from my wife's family is pride, stubbornness, rebelliousness, religious, but lost. Uh, and the Judas spirit, which my children have heard me talk about for years. And my wife is the worst at that in the family. We do have a few others. And so they're, they're hell-bent. Her, her family and uh, my wife, they're, they're hell-bent to try to hinder the ministry. Once the ministry is over, they act halfway decent. And uh, to this day, I have family members on my wife's side who hate the fact that I preach the gospel and preach the Holy Word every day. Uh, they, they want it stopped. And they would try to do anything to stop it. And uh, Lord, I pray that that demonic spirit would not seep into my children uh, that I raised uh, based upon your Holy Word. And I have complete confidence that they will come out of any trials, tribulations, tests uh, victoriously because of your holy word that they have read with me for years and the prayers that we prayed together for years. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that experience. These are precious memories to me. And so, <clears throat> Holy Father God, If Marika White, my wife, does not choose to act right, uh, which uh, means to keep her mouth shut, uh, to not be disrespectful to you or me, uh, to have a decent attitude, and uh, to understand that she knows the service is going to go on. Uh, so she might as well just go ahead on and submit and obey and not try to hinder it. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of her life, rebuke and bind the devil and the demons of hell from her life and from her mother, her aunts, her siblings, and from my, uh, my mother and my siblings, which uh, in this area they are not that big of a problem. Uh, they're bigger probably in another area, and that is dominating their husbands and teaching my 
uh, daughters to do the same, to disrespect men and uh, pastoring over men, which they know is evil and wrong. And, uh, uh, and then, Lord, protect these seven children and use them for your glory, praise, and honor. Use all of my children uh, for your glory, praise, and honor to share uh, the gospel. And Lord, I'm so proud of all of them having done that in the past, and some of them are still doing that now like they should. And uh, I thank you, Lord, that I have uh, some older children who are not hindering the younger children from engaging in getting the gospel out so far. And I pray that it would stay that way, no matter who their friends might be or evil family members that they might be tight with. I do pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray the same for all of the people in this audience and uh, the audience to come and uh, in the Christian families across this country and around the globe. And Lord, as you know, when I say Christian families, I'm talking about people in the family who are truly saved, but may have a bunch of other family members who are not saved. And Lord, give them your strength to pray without ceasing. Uh, especially now, more than ever, we need to pray without ceasing. Uh, because of the demonic thing that the devil came up with called wokeism. It has destroyed many uh, police officers, teachers, uh, parents and families and because it is designed to snatch away all authority and to uh, help young people to think that authority is no good and wicked and evil. And so Lord open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears and help them to see. Otherwise, they all will fall off into the abyss with Satan. And Lord, it, it seems like to me, Lord, that is, uh, this, the, that day is not too far off. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that, Lord, you would uh, indeed uh, help us who are saved in my family in this audience and beyond. Help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent. Lord of our sins and to give back to you our first love. Uh, and Holy Father God, I realize that there are people who think are thinking, how is it that this man can have so many persecutions and attacks even from his own family after preaching uh, the gospel for nearly seven years, nearly every day. Uh, they don't understand because they have just come out of the prosperity gospel era. And uh, this is how real Christianity is. I'm in trouble for doing that. If I didn't do that, I would not have as much trouble. Um, but I thank you, Lord, for the trouble. I thank you, Lord, for the persecution. I thank you, Lord, for my, my thorn in the flesh, which is my wife, 
and uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sure that I would have never done as much in your kingdom if she was a sweet, virtuous, and obedient and submissive wife. And so uh, I, I would have been on a cruise with her every every six months or so, and we would have a house down in Jamaica, and we would stay down there half the year and all of that. But uh, I thank you, Lord, for my thorn in the flesh. I thank you. I take pleasure in uh, these infirmities, as Paul said. I take pleasure in persecutions, even from my own family. I take pleasure in my tribulations. And Lord, before I could really even understand that fully, I, I took pleasure in that uh, years ago, as my wife knows and as even my children know. And I even taught them that when you're serving the Lord, that you have to have a mindset where you enjoy the process. You enjoy all of the hard work and everything it takes to put on a service or to do something evangelistic. And, and uh, while other people are just enjoying what you're doing. So thank you for leading me to teach them that, that the Christian life is not always easy and uh, help them to remember your holy word and everything that I taught them. And I am so thrilled uh, that uh, uh, my children have served you with me. I'm so thrilled that even to this day as I speak right now, they're serving you with me. And so Holy Father God, I pray, and Lord, I do pray that you'll help us all to remember to pass out the Hell House tracks, the real house of horror, uh, on Halloween night. I also pray, Lord, that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning in this world. All around the world, much pain, much pain, much pain, as you predicted, there would be. And the love of many has waxed cold, and some of the elect have been deceived. Which means, Lord, some people who are saved are even being deceived. God help us, and Holy Father God, I pray, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that even though I take pleasure in my distresses and afflictions, tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions, as you taught us from your holy word that says, in this world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. And as your servant Paul taught us, at the same time, Lord, I'm inclined to pray, because as you know, Lord, I don't like a whole lot of pain. Uh, even though I'm a big boy, I do pray, Lord, that still you will lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties. Fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. I do pray that you deliver me and everybody in my family, especially my children, from all of our distresses and all of our afflictions. And uh, Holy Father God, uh, I do pray that you will uh, 
Deliver us from all of our tribulations and troubles, trials, temptations, and tests and tensions. Those that you uh, see fit and those that you want to keep in our, my life and our lives to keep us humble, so be it. Break us, make us, and mold us to be what you would have us to be. Uh, and Holy Father God, I do pray that you will deliver us tonight from all of our spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems. Lord, help all of my children to finish what they have started. Another lesson that I taught them down through the years, no matter how painful it may be, no matter how much time has lapsed, help them to get back on the horse and finish, finish, finish. And, uh, and it would bode well for them. Uh, I know for a fact that uh, uh, the education that my children have received has helped them to adjust in life and to move on in life. And Lord, thank you also for hearing and answering my prayer uh, to get debt relief, uh, student loan debt relief for my children. Uh, as they're able to knock off 20000 that's quite a bit. For some of them, they won't even have much more to pay, if anything. And at the same time, Lord, I pray for all of the children uh, and young people in this country and world uh, who have taken advantage of this benefit of living in America to get student loans. Uh, what a blessing that is. Uh, but considering the coronavirus plague, I pray that all young people, not necessarily old people who have, uh, well, them too, because they might have suffered as well, but people, young people who could not get a job and all of that, uh, Lord, I pray that uh, the country will forgive the debt and get out of the student loan business altogether, for we're not uh, in, in, in a period where they should be doing that. and putting people into debt like this as well. So, Lord, I do pray and thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. And uh, thank you for remembering mercy and grace in the midst of chastisement, rebuke, and punishment coming down upon us. Perilous times like never before. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Continue to bless everything that uh, you have blessed me to put my hands on and to do. And bless it, anoint it, and use it. You've done it for many years. And thank you for your unction and your anointing and your wisdom and your knowledge and your understanding and your insight and your revelations. And thank you for the troubles, trials, temptations, and persecutions that I have and my thorn in the flesh to keep me humble, as Paul talked about. I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, Lord, uh, I pray that you would bless and protect uh, my children uh, tonight and uh, everybody in our family and everybody in the families of the people who are uh, in the audience tonight and uh, all of the people. Lord, who have gotten saved down through the years. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, 
that you would protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ. Make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. And, uh, Lord, and help us to do our part, to pray without ceasing, to pray always, to continue instant in prayer, and to watch and pray, and also, uh, Lord, to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful at all times, and to keep our hearts and minds stayed on you until we get on the other side. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, help us to do all that we do and say to be done for your glory, praise, and honor. And uh, Lord, uh, for the lifting up, glory, praise, and honor of Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. I feel like singing, but I won't. Preacher, didn't they teach you in seminary not to pray so long in a service? Yes, they did. But I'm here to tell you that um, as a uh, preacher, you better pray what God puts in your heart to pray. And yes, I do pray just like that at home. God is my witness, my wife is my witness, my children uh, are my witnesses. In fact, you, 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 uh, you ought to be happy because I, we, we've had devotions for uh, two, three, four, five hours yeah, down through the years. And um, so, uh, and I'm here to tell you, prayer makes a difference. I'm not even thinking about you when I'm praying. You, you can tune out. You can watch the football game. You can leave and come back, whatever you want to do. I'm not thinking about you, but i tell you one thing. I'm going to pray what God has put in my heart. Because, I, I listen to me, God will answer your prayers while you're praying. Yes, the devil will fight your prayers while you're praying and try to distract you. But God will remind you. God will give you new things he wants you to do. See, a lot of it, watch this now. This is, this is, a, new, this is a new thought. This might be quotable. I don't know. So, Mrs. White, write this down. This might be quotable. When I say it might be quotable, this may be an original thought. I don't know. I'm not God. God only knows. But 
when you pray and you ask for something it's really not you putting God to work is God putting you to work when you pray what I mean by that is when you pray to God in the name of Jesus Christ and faith believing God his answer is telling you what to do or what not to do that that's his answer You might be praying for a new car, and God is saying, go to work. <laughs> go get your job. Get another job, work two jobs, and you can have a new car. <laughs> That's how it works. Stay in your investments that you've made. So when you are thinking that you are telling God something and asking God something, which he already knows about, I'm here to tell you, God will tell you while you're praying what to do, who to call, what the situation is. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, at Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. Holy Father God, I fail to pray. Lord, grant me your energy your strength, your unction, and your anointing, the power of your Holy Spirit, physical strength, mental strength, <coughs> spiritual strength, to pray, to read your Holy Word, to teach your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Gospel. And Lord, I pray that you'll give me extra strength to preach your Holy Gospel today because I know the devil is mad about all of this <coughs> and he would like to stop me particularly on this weekend which he thinks is his which you have led me never to concede that to him and I never have it's been an intentional thing you have put in my heart for years uh, and uh, a spirit of no I'm not going to acknowledge the devil and, and concede to him the month of October and concede to him the uh, Halloween week or the Halloween day. And thank you, Lord, for putting that in my spirit. That's not anything I did, but uh, you you let it known, let it be known to me that you did not want me to concede that, and and just have a little uh, bake off and have a fall harvest where we just sit around and drink drink tea and kai tea and fall teas and coffees and eat uh, the baked goods and fellowship. Lord God, you, love, you, you didn't want me, in fact, you turned me against that. And as soon as I saw on a highway in the Dallas, Texas area, a church was going to have a trunk or treat, 
uh, foolishness, which I, I uh, immediately, I, I, I didn't even have to check it out. I immediately turned against it because it's the church trying to do what the devilish world is doing. And so I, I hate that too. And I, it's not me because there can't be anything bad about it. Uh, um, worse than trick or treat. But it's just uh, just the fact that we're conceding to the devil. Uh, churches are conceding to the devil, trying to keep up with the world. And so I pray, Lord, that more pastors would focus on the gospel and getting people saved this weekend. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. So I returned and considered all the oppressions that are done under the sun. And behold, the tears of such as were oppressed, and they had no comforter. And on the side of their oppressors there was power, but they had no comforter. Wherefore I praised the dead, which are already dead, and more than the living, which are yet alive. Yea, better is he than both they which hath not yet been, who hath not seen the evil work that is done under the sun. Again, I considered all travail in every right work that for this a man is envied of his neighbor. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. The fool foldeth his hands together and eateth his own flesh. Better is an handful with quietness than both the hands full with travail and vexation of spirit. Then I returned and I saw vanity under the sun. There is one alone and there is not a second. Yea, he, yea, he hath neither child nor brother. Yet is there no end of all his labor. Neither is his eye satisfied with riches. Neither saith he, For whom do I labor? and bereave my soul of good. This is also vanity. Yea, it is a sore travail. Glory be to God. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I cannot possibly thank you enough for your holy word that you have blessed me to dine on for over the past 43 years, constantly being blessed and moved and uh, shocked in a positive way over and over again how you speak, how you speak through your word. And I am amazed that how it moves me like no other book. I've never been moved by any other book in the history of the world that has been written like this book. No book has stuck with me like this book. And Lord, now I'm in that place uh, 
where I don't even want to read anything and and now I'm in that place where I don't even want to write anything. Your book is enough. And I pray that everybody in my immediate family will, will continue to live by the book. And, uh, and in my family extended that they will come to know your Savior and read the book and obey the book. And that uh, millions, and Lord, I was so impressed with uh, this organization that has been doing this for years and saw something the other day uh, the organization that gives Bibles away up in New York I believe the Bible Society or something like that and Lord I, I, for the I, I knew about their ministry and I, I, and, and, and I thank you for their ministry and we've had a few dealings but not much but Lord, I, I am convinced it's one of the most important ministries uh, in the world. For their ministry is to get your word into the hands of people. And so Lord, continue to bless them and use them. For your glory, praise, and honor. It's a quiet ministry. A ministry that uh, does not uh, garner much fanfare but crucially important and help them to expand in Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake amen ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus family friends and foes and yes even foes in the family and to the standing between the living and the dead uh, family members, service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White the third, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Find Fine Work, The Treasury of David. This is episode number 188. Episode number 188. Glory. And you people don't even know how much of a blessing this is to me. Yes, my body is weary. My feet are sore. Some people believe I'm going to have a heart attack for preaching the Word of God and teaching the Word of God nearly every day for almost seven years. of my doctors I told him what the people said against me the curse they put on me isn't it, isn't it interesting how that people will tell you while you're preaching the word of God that you need to um, you need to stop preaching the word of God like that preaching the word like you're doing every day 
unless you have a stroke or have a heart attack. And and I understand what they're saying, but they go to work every day, those same people who have the same level of blood pressure. You know why they go to work? To get that moolah, to get that money. Well, here I am serving God for hardly any money, and yet they tell me, uh, you're going to die. You're going to have a heart attack, preacher. And so I, I, I told my doctor that, one of my doctors, and I told him, that's what people are saying. And his back was turned to me at the time doing something. And then he turned around. He said, uh, he said, I never heard of a preacher dying of a heart attack for preaching. So you just preach on, brother. That's what he told me. I do know the devil would like to kill me. He has uh, uh, tried to do so. But uh, with God, you must understand, ain't nobody going anywhere until God says so, unless you foolishly take your own life, some, as some pastors have done. <clears throat> the devil spooked them and the devil told them to take their lives. And personally, I believe they went to hell. I have some fine theologian theologian brothers who don't believe that, but I I, I can't get on the bandwagon that you can kill yourself and you're going to heaven. Now that's, that God can do whatever He wants to do, but down here I I can't get on that bandwagon with you, because I'm not going to be a part of encouraging people to kill themselves, thinking they're going to heaven. They're going to heaven on their own terms, quickly. First of all. Uh, Jesus is supposed to be on the inside of you. Jesus already died. He's not going to let you kill him, kill him all over again and kill you too. He about, he, Jesus is about life, not death, man. So I can't get I can't get on that train with my uh, sweet evangelical theologians. I, I and they ought not. They ought to get off of it. You don't want to say that. You don't want to tell people that your husband went to heaven. Your pastor husband went to heaven, and he blew his brains out. No, uh, uh, nobody needs to hear that. Nobody needs to hear that lie, because God ain't got nothing to do with that. I don't know what God will say to you if you did make it up there. I don't know. Maybe God will say uh, you here before schedule. So I don't. I don't know. I can't ride with that. I can't go with that. I'm, I can't. And I and, and these are brethren I respect and love, but I can't roll with that. I never heard of that. I've never thought about killing myself. I can tell you that. And the devil, I, I believe the devil has fought me just as much as any preacher, if not more. And that has never entered into my mind. I love me too much to do something so demonic and so stupid is that and that's right I call it stupid that's not a way out that's demonically stupid man woman if you if you curl up in a fetal position right now listening to me you thinking about that that's the devil telling you that God has nothing to do with that God wants me to preach against you or doing that 
I mean, I heard someone, and I, I agree with this person. I, I believe the person was not not even considered a saved person. He he said, uh, I I I'm not in a hurry to go anywhere. I, I I mean, I I like living down here on Earth. He said, I I like the, uh, you know, being alive. I said, Amen, brother. Man, I mean, not brother, but man. I'm glad to hear you say that. All these people who are so uh, carried away by death, a death mentality. I don't know what's wrong with you people. I don't know what's wrong with you other than the devil's got your mind. I mean, you're in a hurry. You, 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 you want to leave early. This beautiful place called Earth. I, I have no problem with the Earth. I have some problem with me and you messing up the Earth with our sins foolishness and depravity yes but it's not I have man I, I've had a fun time wonderful time on this ball called earth yes sir yes sir yes siree okay but I'm 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 happy about going to heaven too but uh, it's just like the little boy the teacher Sunday school teacher said how many of you little kiddies like to go to heaven <laughs> And everybody raised their hand. You're not a little kid. Yeah, 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 I do, I do. One little boy didn't raise his hand. So he did it again. The teacher said, how many of you little kiddies? And he looked right at Reggie. How many little kiddies? Y'all want to go to heaven? You want to go to heaven? Everybody raised their hand, jumped out of their seat, shouted, and said, yeah, 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 I want to go to heaven. Little Reggie didn't budge. And then the teacher asked little Reggie, look here. Reggie, why you didn't raise your hand saying you want to go to heaven? He said, I, I want to go to heaven too, but uh, it sounded like you were trying to take up a load today and uh, uh, get a load up for, for, for the trip today. I, I'm not ready to go right now. I said, all right, all right Reggie. I'm with Reggie on that. I, I, I'm, I'm going to heaven. I thank God, I mean, but I want to go in his time. Okay, not in my time. I, I'm not in a hurry. Even though there's bad things down here on earth, but Paul taught us how to handle those things. You take pleasure in the bad things that happen to you. You don't take pleasure in the bad things that happen to other people. You pray for them and you put yourself in that same position. Anyway, Psalm 18.23 is where we are. I was also upright before him and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Glory be to God. You can keep yourself from your sin if you want to. And there are mere human beings who have lived such lives. It's easier to live that life with the power of the Holy Spirit. When I say mere human beings, I'm talking about people who are not saved, but they are they're better than some Christian people in their behavior. So this is why I pray the way I prayed for my wife, Marika White, earlier. She can behave if she wants to. Uh, see, but see, uh, this 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 is uh, how you know a person is a hypocrite. She wants to act like a witch behind the scenes with her husband and even with her children, but wants to act like an angel in front of other church folks and other family members and people. And, and, and she's very good 
at acting like she's the, you know, poor little me. I'm just so virtuous and sweet and innocent. And don't, don't, don't uh, uh, look down your nose at her. Some of you other women and men are the same way. You're, you're good actors. You, ought, you deserve an Oscar. But see, there are some people who you can't fool. You can fool some of the people some of the time. You may fool all of the people all of the time, or some of the time, but you can't fool everybody. See, you can't. See, and see, the best thing that ever happened to my wife, humanly speaking, is her husband, Daniel White the Third, because I, 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 you know, I have insight into women, and and I, you can't roll me like that, like my mother rolled my dad, and uh. Uh-uh. No, look at me real good. Not not me, not Danny B. Because I, I, I don't think you're the best thing in the first place since sliced bread. I don't. Uh, Solomon said, I find more bitter than death. The woman. Now, without Jesus, uh, uh, most women are, uh, you know, are not what they should be. And, uh, and, and they, 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 I believe they are the... Uh, uh, the biggest problem in most marriages, not the men, even though they're men who have uh, their issues too. Uh, and so uh, uh, that has been the case with my wife. I find more bitter than death. And it's always been how she attacks the ministry, not me. I can handle her. She doesn't bother me. It's nothing personal. God led me not to make this personal a long time ago. Based upon the word of God. That says we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. So don't even waste your time doing that. See I'm dealing with the devil. See. And because she's not saved. She thinks I'm dealing with her. And she wants this to be a personal thing between us. She wants, to, she wants to be able to say whatever she wants to say, and she's not going to do that here. Not with me. She's going to show me the utmost respect and reverence, as she should, according to the scriptures. Or we will not have a relationship. It's as simple as that. See, and I'm not compromised. I've never compromised with my wife like so many of you husbands have. See, my dad did that. See, that didn't work. He was a miserable man all of his life because of his wife. See, and I, I, I made up my mind. I was not going to have a woman make me miserable when I know what the Bible says about all of this. My dad didn't know, evidently, and they never taught it in, in, in the churches. Most black preachers and most white preachers have refused to preach and teach on Ephesians chapter 5 and 6. Because to them, that's a, a, a rattlesnake cage. When it is, in fact, uh, liberating. You're the head of that household. You ought to be happy, cheerful, and joyful. You're the king of that castle. And you are not to let your wife or your children or anybody else discombobulate you and make you miserable. See? I saw that firsthand. That's not what God wants in a marriage and in a family. 
see. Uh, and so I made up my mind a long time ago, if anybody's going to be happy, it's going to be me. Since I got to answer to God for the whole family. See. And uh, so uh, don't get tricked, men, by this uh, foolishness. Acting one way behind the scenes, the Adams family and witchcraft, and then acting one way in front of the pastor and his wife and the church and so forth and so on. That's going to end up in divorce because you're living a life of hypocrisy. Let it be real at home, in the street, and in the church. And so, uh, with that said, Dr. Charles Haddon Spurgeon said, I was also upright before him. Sincerity is here. Claimed sincerity. Such as would be accounted genuine before the bar of God. See, as a mere human being, it's going to be hard. You, But you can act right if you want to. It's better for you to trust Christ and let him help you. God's help is a beautiful thing. But when you find, but if you know you're in a situation like a job and your life depends on that job, meaning your um, food and housing. See, that's, that, that's, what, that's where many people are trapped right there. They go into debt. They go to down, down to Nebraska's uh, furnishing, furnishing place, which I don't, still don't understand the history of that. But it's an amazing place. I've been there a long time ago with my daughters, not me. And uh, <clears throat> and you go into debt to Bubba. You go into debt for a car. You go into debt for an extra car, which you don't need. You go into debt for a house, and you get trapped. And... Uh, uh, and you get into trouble. But and you so you're gonna act right on that job, aren't you? Yes. Go ahead and say yes, uh, I'm gonna act right. You're gonna act right on that job. If my wife had to work a job, she would act differently on that job to keep that job. But my wife has never had to work. To this day. And I asked her the other day since the children uh, are gone and we're in the uh, what they call the emptiness I asked her did she want to get a job I said that would be you know good for you to do oh no sir I don't want I don't want to get a job oh no I don't want to go out there and catch coronavirus I said well you have the opportunity to go to work now if you want to the children are gone no sir I don't want to go well, I said, well, you're going to work for me. I can tell you that. And I put her to work. And so, uh, uh, but, but she would act differently under another supervisor. Oh, she'll have a pleasant attitude. She'll say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. And she'll, she'll be on time and, 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 and all of that. And, and she will work hard because she want to keep that job. But she would act differently under me as her 
husband, her pastor, and her boss behind the scenes and act like the devil and act like she's demon-possessed, which I believe she is. See? And I even predicted earlier this week, I, I said it from the pulpit, I said it uh, in prayer with her. She heard me pray and ask God that throughout this, particularly this Halloween weekend, which is unusual to have a weekend leading into Halloween. So unusual, parents are trying to get the date change for Halloween. It's so important to them for some reason. To the last Saturday of the month. That's how important it is to them. Okay? And so I predicted what my wife did today with her bad attitude and trying to hinder the services. It's not personal. It was not, I, I don't see it as her. I see it as the devil. The devil is the one who hates that. And so, I mean, who, who hates the, the ministry and hates the services. See? And she allows him to use her. Because I believe that when it, when it comes down to the whether rubber meets the road, she doesn't have the power to stop him. Why? Because she, she does not have, she's not saved. She's not born again. So if you have people in your family, they love to act one way at the house, and then they act a different way around other people, then you got a problem. They need to be born again, they need to be saved, and they need to stop being hypocrites. Whatever evil men might think of him, David felt that he had the good opinion of his God. Moreover, freedom from his one great besetting sin, he ventures also to plead, I kept myself from mine iniquity. It is a very gracious sign when the most violent parts of our nature have been well guarded. Now let me just say, even as a saved person, you need to uh, control yourself. God gives you the gift and the the, the 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 fruits of the spirit to control yourself now this is this is a fine line but you need to understand this God is going to provide you all the help you need now God just dropped something in my mind just that quick from heaven to help you understand this that is his Holy Spirit his fruits his talents his abilities prayer and all of that and your free will. Now I have some theologians who can explain it even better than I can. Okay. <clears throat> but let me help you right here and right now. America is helping the Ukraine big time. Don't worry about it. They used to be called the Ukraine with aid, weapons, and all that. But here's the wheel side. The Ukraine, they got to fight that battle. America, the U.S., we're not sending any soldiers over. Okay? So that, that's, that's, if you will, the, the help that they're getting. In your case, 
God is helping you if you're saved. But your will, you got to work out your own salvation. Your will is involved as to what you do. Now, God will help me get up in the morning. Uh, you know, he'll give me the strength to get up and do what he wants me to do for him. But I still have to make up my mind to get up. Now, it's a thin line. I can't get into it as deeper than that. God is going to do his part, but you need to do your part. The U.S., they're doing their part in providing weapons, but Ukraine got to fight that war. See? And so you can control yourself if you want to. Whether my wife is saved or lost, if, if she got a job somewhere and her life depended on it, she would change her attitude and she will change it quickly to keep that job. And she'll say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, have the right attitude and spirit, get the job done, etc. Like all other people. That's how you keep jobs, see. One of the tests in life for a regular people who are not called like me to preach the gospel full time and all that is whether or not you can keep a job. That's what they talk about. That's what people say about you. That's what they talk about you. Can you keep a job? My uh, my oldest son, Daniel White the Fourth. I would get a job for him and he had a problem keeping the job. <clears throat> uh, and quite frankly, I, I even though uh, I had to be, uh, I had to rebuke him and chastise him quite often. Uh, out of all of my children, I believe that he wanted to stay around uh, me probably more than all of the rest for some reason. I don't know. <clears throat> Uh, he's doing quite well now. You know why? Here's the reason why. I saw that he was a pro having a problem keeping a job. He was, you know, he was forlorn, did not care about working a job somewhere or whatever the case. He'd been working for me all his life. And then, so what I did as his father, you know, with the technology as it is today, I said, you know what? I'll tell you what, I'm going to teach you how to, I'm going to teach you how to work and, and keep a job. And so we got a little gig job, and uh, I did the driving, and he did the work. His little brother uh, was in the uh, back seat watching, and sometimes I would have to send him to go check on him to make sure he's doing the job right. And I told him not too long ago that one of the one of the most fun, memorable times I had with him is when we did that. Even though I had to be hard on him to get him to do the work. But, guess what happened? He paid off. When he got his next job on his own uh, with my help, he not only did the job well, he excelled and became the best. He, he became the best at it. I believe it shocked him, but it was because of how I raised him and how I trained him, and they voted him the best. 
in in that particular field. See. He was always smart. We thank God for that. But you you know, you have to you have to chastise your children and rebuke your children and train your children up right so that they will cuz see, if you don't listen to me, you parents out there, if you don't train train those children up admonish them like you're supposed to, rebuke them when you're supposed to, chastise them when you're supposed to, reward them when you're supposed to. They can be smart and educated. He's smart and educated. He got his degree. But they can get out there, man, and just totally bust, fall apart. Because they don't know how to stick to anything, see. And get things done and excel. I believe he was even shocked that he excelled in what he was he did. Okay? So you can you you got to yes, as a child of God, you have you you need the power of the Holy Spirit. God is not going listen to me, I know this is gonna shock you, especially you charismatic. God is not gonna do everything for you. He's gonna give you what you need and he expects you to use your will to do what needs to be done. Man, woman, in the words of David Jeremiah, men and women. Now my daughter Danny, she never had a problem with that. She has depended upon the Lord, but my daughter Danny is a hard-working woman. And so is my daughter Danita. I didn't have to do that with them. And uh, Danae is, my daughter Danae is more like Daniel was. And I've had to be hard on her about working and getting things done as they should. I saw the mayor of New York today. And in the front of the podium it says, get things done. I, I love that phrase. I've loved that phrase for many years. My daughter Daniqua, my son Daniel Ezekiel, my daughter Dan Danielle, hard workers, faithful workers. I mean, they get the job done, Jack. I don't have to tell them I don't have to tell them anything. Nothing. And they're grown now on their own. And they, they got other things that they're doing. But they're going to make sure that the ministry stuff that we do together, business stuff that we do together to, that supports the ministry, that helps support the ministry, they're going to get that done. I don't have to tell them. They set their own schedule, nothing. And I love it. I thank God for it. It's a blessing. In this day and time, when you have children, young people who want to help you in the ministry and want to help you keep the ministry going and all of that, that's a blessing from God, my friend, especially in this day and time. And my, all of my children have had access to the, uh, the Internet for years. See, you say, well, why do you let them do that? You know why? Because I raised them myself and we homeschooled them. And you got to have a tree in the garden somewhere. 
where you have a choice to do good or evil. That was their tree. And it's their choice. Same thing for you. Grown people still looking at pornography like a young person. That's a, that's a tree right there. You know what my tree is? Fine, fat women. God told me not to touch them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just as clear. That's my tree right there. That's the only tree I have in the garden. If I'm, I, 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 I go past what he told me to do, that's going to be a problem. See, and I know that. <laughs> yes, I know that. That's why I'm dead to be. I may not, I may not, I may have been born tonight, but I was not born last night. I was not born last night. I fear God, man. And you know who taught me to fear him? He did. He does not play. He made it very clear to me. I'm glad that you're saved. I'm glad that you, you finally submitted to me and, and accepted my call to preach. But let me tell you something. You can't do what you want to do under, under me. And, 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 by, uh, uh, and besides that, listen to me. I want you to be full time for me. So that means uh, I, I, I have control over your life. Okay. And then I said, well, Lord, I want to help you by getting this kind of job or doing this kind of work and so forth. He said, no, I don't need your help. You just need to obey me. Now, I'll take care of you. You obey me and you do what I tell you, I'll take care of you. You don't, you, 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 you don't obey me, you won't be blessed. And you won't have the privileges and the favor that I can give you. Now, God made that very clear to me a long time ago before I met my wife. You do it my way. <laughs> and God does not play, Jack. So you can do you can do whatever you want. I'm not, I'm not I, I, you say, aren't you worried about your children going astray? No, I'm not. Not at all. I, I told them this before they left. I'm not worried about that at all. Because God would God God can chastise you better than I can. God will take everything you got. Everything he gave you, he'll take it away from you. He, he, God is able to put you in a, such a bad situation that you have to come back home to me. Now you don't want that, so don't don't be foolish now. If the weakest link in the uh, chain is not broken, the stronger links will be safe enough. David's impetuous temper might have led him to slay Saul, kill Saul, when he had him within his power. But grace enabled him to keep his hands clean of the blood of his enemy. Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. But what a wonder it was, and how well worthy of such a grateful record as these verses afford. It will be a sweet cordial to us one of these days to remember our self-denials and to bless God that we were able to exhibit them. Glory be to God, shall we pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, for giving us uh, a will 
Lord, I don't understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would influence our will, that we would do right in your sight. For your glory, praise, and honor. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now we go to the family segment. Now we go to what I have dubbed the family verses. Preach, I'm just sick and tired of you saying something about the family, preaching on the family, teaching on the family, every one of these services. Why do you do that? Well, because I did it in my own family. And that's uh, one of the reasons why my wife is standing right here tonight with me after 34 years. Humanly speaking, uh, we should have divorced, humanly speaking, American-style, like Tom and Giselle, a long time ago. Thirteen years for Tom. We should have divorced ten years before that. Uh, According to how the world goes and how the American divorce system goes, you just divorce for anything. That's not God's way, but that's the American way. No fault divorce and all of that. But uh, I believe, I I followed the Lord's leadership, and I read this passage or, or from this passage every day in our marriage and in our family, even before the children came. That's how quick I realized that my wife was not saved. That's how quick I realized that she had her own mind about how she was going to have marriage. And it was based upon the hellaciousness, I believe, of her parents' marriage. And as as I told her before we got married, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. That's not happening here. And I told her before we got married, all bets are off if she gets into the marriage and starts acting like the devil. For as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord up in here. And then if you want me to get down into the hood with you, I is the H-N-I-C up in here. Some of the white people say, what? What is that? I is the head nigga in charge in this household. That's it. So if my sweet evangelicals can't handle that, you just can't handle it. I didn't call you a nigga. I called myself a nigga. So don't worry about it. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 And ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord first wrath and anger breeds anger and wrath make sure you don't have that kind of heart or don't even get married or you're going to end up like so many men have and women have killing your child okay so I mean if you don't have the God kind of love in your heart and you got some depraved hatred and bitterness and issues hurt people hurt people kind of thing going on whether it came from your daddy or your mama then you don't need to get married and have children my friend you don't you listen you 
you don't deserve to have children if you're going to be that way if you don't have that God kind of love for your children that even the children can recognize even when you're chastising them then you don't need to have children man and that goes for these wicked women who have children and then another man comes along who's not the father of the children and she joins with him in abusing the children and raping the children and killing the children the devil is a lie. I know you don't want me to talk about it but it's, it's, it's happening it's happening they, they, listen to me I'm gonna tell you something real good I mean it's not, it's not gonna be real good but it's gonna be real clear and I want you to hear me well hear me well and don't tell me they're women uh, they're not women who don't love their children my wife is one of them she didn't she never loved and cared for her children as she should have and there's n there's no way that you can go back and fix that and I've, I, I've asked her was she somehow abused by somebody in her family or a neighbor or somebody or something why is it that you don't want to hug your children why is it that you don't want to love your children all the way up the line I anytime she did I had to make her do it the children saw that and they didn't even want to hug her at that point they were stiffing up when she tried to hug why because she they knew that she did not love them they knew that when she was uh, when, when the children were weaned from her breasts they ran to me and never went back that's a fact so seriously I'm saying to men and women now if you don't have that you're not saved and you don't have that kind of that that God love for your children don't get married man don't get married don't have children man just don't mm -mm. don't do that and you really don't need to get married I've told my children now if y'all gonna be anything like your mother do not get married just stay single. Stay sexless, sexless too. Don't be a whoremonger. Don't be a whore for anybody. Say, preacher, have you told your children? Yes, I have, man, repeatedly. Don't bring any, any children in this world that you're not going to love and care for. And then want to come and dump them on me. That's not, that's not, gonna, that's not going to happen. See? And uh, you go on to uh, Bahamas and Jamaica and Hawaii and travel around the world. Go with your sisters uh, and 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 you know and and, and live live a, a great life doing missionary work. If you know you're gonna have a bad attitude towards your husband like your mother did and rebellious and stubborn, which by the way I never bought into the lie, men, that you've been taught that it, her behavior is contingent upon yours. That's a lot of hell. Her behavior is contingent upon God, Jesus, and the Bible, and the Holy Ghost of God. Just like the husband's behavior is contingent upon that. Not that uh, you, your wife ought not to determine how you act. You, you heard that garbage uh, in the, in, from these preachers and these evangelical writers. It's, it's nothing but garbage. Garbage. You're going to have the answer to God you ought to be obedient because of God, regardless of what your wife does. That's one of the reasons why my wife is, and I are still married. Because I never let her 
get me to the point where I, I, I'm going to do wrong myself. You say, well, preacher, what are you talking about? See, God called me to preach. Okay? And what pastors don't understand and many preachers don't understand, if your family is shot to hell and you, you're divorced, you, you lose almost all of your authority to say anything. See? So, I, I'm not going to let the devil use my wife to make me uh, at this point now, if she left tonight, uh, at this point, it wouldn't even matter. Because I've already raised the children by myself. And uh, I'll just keep on trucking along like Charles Stanley. But when when that happens at, at a young age and uh, young in the marriage, you, you know, uh, that's a problem for a pastor, for a preacher. That's a problem. And so... I never let her, God taught me that it's not a flesh and blood situation, so uh, I never let her do that. Uh, put me in that position where I'm going to act ugly and, 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 and divorce her and everything else because I can't stand her and I hate her and all that kind of stuff. I've never hated my wife. <clears throat> but I was not going to let her bring the devilment from her family into my family. And I meant that. So, with that said, uh, husbands, you do right though the stars fall because God wants you to do right. And see, God had already chastised me before I even met my wife. And I mean, the one who taught me the lesson of obedience was not my dad, was not my mom. I was a wild child, rebellious, stubborn, hellacious child from hell. Okay, teenager. I was trying to get with every woman I can get with and everything else, but after I got saved, God chastised me. He was the one who finally got to me and helped me to understand the lesson of obedience. Have I been perfect? No. But i tell you one thing, I'm not going to do anything that's going to cause me to lose my Heavenly Father's blessings and favor. And I know some other preachers who God chastised, and they learned the same thing. That's why they're steady Freddy. There's a few women like that. They're steady Betty. You, you, God can depend on them. You can depend on them to be where they're supposed to be. You say, preacher, are you tempted with the fat, fine women? Yes, I am. Every day. But that's my, that's my tree. And I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to touch that. Because, see... Uh, I like being blessed. Do you hear me? I like living a pain-free life. I like favor. I like the fact that God hears and answers my prayers and delivers me, delivers me from troubles. I like the fact that God gave me the privilege and the blessing to raise my seven children, which I have thousands of precious memories that he puts in my heart. They just flow like a continuous video. Like I told you tonight about my two sons and I, and I, I became his supervisor on a real job. Okay, that was that paid good money. Oh yes, and do you know what I have in my mind? Those scenes we went we went into some beautiful neighborhoods, 
even during Christmas time and the lights and all of that, which I'm not big on all of that, but I, it was just beautiful. We went to some neighborhoods just beautiful. Working together, and I had to be hard on him sometime because uh, he had this thing that he didn't want to work. And I became his supervisor. Okay, you're going to work for me. Now, he was already working for me in the ministry and in the business. But that money that was coming in, that was just strictly for the ministry and for our living. Okay, so he needed to get a job because of several reasons. One, hopefully he was going to leave soon. Number two, uh, it, w it helped the family too. And and he, he just he didn't care for these other jobs that I got him, real jobs. And, and, and it, just, it didn't work out. He didn't want them to work out, I guess. But when I said, okay, we're going to do this, I'm, I'm going to be your supervisor. And we're going to see how that works. <laughs> and we went all over the place, man. One of the, more, one of the most exciting times uh, that in my raising the children, I mean, raising him. I, wanna, I mean, just, just fun, fun, fun. To me, it was not that much fun to him now. He would not, I don't think he would say it was that much fun. But it was a whole lot of fun to me. And I don't think it was a whole lot of fun for my son, Daniel Ezekiel. But it was a whole lot of fun to me. I mean, the scenes that I have in my mind, they, I, I, I got scenes in my mind right now of us going here, there, and everywhere. So I encourage you fathers, do something like that with your sons. And do things with your daughters as well. Uh, one of the things I have way more memories, precious memories, with because we worked together all of our lives in the ministry, and we started a little business that supported the ministry. That's the reason why we started it, which is still going on today, and going on today big time with um, maybe some of my older children who have uh, taken some parts of it and have made it even better. And they still help their father out, and that's good. And felt help the ministry out, and I thank God for that. But do things with your children, fathers, mothers, and uh, do ministry work together if you're a Christian family. Do uh, do uh, business work together. One of the greatest things you can do is is make sure you you, you all have a ministry that's outside of the church. Okay, but for the church and make sure you have uh, uh, you have a business, a little side business. If you want to keep your job fine, but get a side business, start a side business. You can do that today. Business. You can do that today. Whereas you could not do that maybe years ago, but because of the Internet, you can do that today. It's your little side hustle, business, that you and your family can do together. That is going to produce all kinds of connection, closeness, um, um, synergy in the family, uh, accomplishment in the family, and most of all, you're going to see where your relationship is, your children's relationship with the Lord is. And you're going to also see 
what kind of workers they're going to be. And you're going to help them to become more responsible. So, and, and it's going to produce if you're a Christian and you do right yourself. Now, you're not going to have precious memories if you're full of hell and the devil yourself. And you, you, you're constantly sinning and so forth. For example, my wife does not have precious memories. God has not given her precious memories of uh, married life, family life, children, and all of that. She saw it all, but she didn't enjoy it all. Now, God has chosen to give me precious memories. Now, I'm telling you something. This, this thing of precious memories, the person who ever wrote that song, they knew what they were talking about. It's a real thing. And the saints of God who have precious memories, after some years, they don't come until you're, you know, until about 58, 60, 62, 63, particularly when you've finished raising the children. God, God bless you with that. That's a blessing. And I want you to have that. So pray with your family every day. Read the Bible with your family every day. Sing a, a hymn with the family too. And God will and be obedient yourself and lead them to be obedient. God will give you precious memories at a certain time in your life that will bless your heart. I don't need any videos. Listen to me. Some, a few of you know what I'm talking about. I don't need to look, to look at any videos. It's all up in here. All in here. I don't need pictures, man. The, the pictures in my mind. In my spirit, man. You understand me? And and they are they are a continual feast of blessings. I want you to have that. Stop thinking the job is most important. Stop thinking money is most important. No, live in a cheap place and have fun with your family, man. You understand me? I had a whole lot of fun. My wife did not have a whole lot of fun. She did not want to take care of their birthdays. God led my heart, led me to do it. It's called being responsible. Well, if she's not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. No, I didn't, I didn't buy into that. And I, I had more fun, I believe, than the children did, if not just as much. Crazy movies we watched. And let me just say, we watched some Christian movies. We didn't, we didn't laugh at the truth of the movie, but we laughed at the acting. The acting was atrocious. I don't care. I don't care what you say. We, I, we laughed at some of this stuff. Oh, yes. I remember watching Spider-Man with them. First one. Uh, I don't know how many different Spider-Man. I, I don't know. They mess up things by keep on changing people in the movies and changing the whole scenario starting back at the beginning I don't know what they're doing but uh, I remember watching Spot the first Spider-Man that was good we enjoyed that huh my baby daughter and I used to watch uh, 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 blues the uh, blue bloods we liked it we liked it okay so enjoy your time it's going to go by real fast if you don't enjoy the time with them and you're going to feel guilty for not leaving it all on the field see i left it all on the field so i don't feel guilty about anything my wife is weighted down with guilt and i don't want to see you that way see because it's not good 
Anyway, let's pray for other families. And let's pray for people who are hurting. Holy Father God in heaven, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, for the salvation of lost families. I pray for the healing of saved families. And I pray that people in uh, families that name the name of Christ, that they would take heed to your holy word. For that will help them more than anything along with prayer. In Jesus Christ's name, I continue to pray now. Lord, yes, we do pray for the millions who are hurting. The millions who are suffering still from the coronavirus plague and all of the plagues that have come out of that. Comfort them as only you can. Draw them to yourself for salvation. But we pray, O oh Lord, for some of the people who are in that category by name. Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Ohio resident Juan Obregon. We pray for the family and friends of Tennessee resident Stephen Lawrence. We pray for the family and friends of Ohio resident Rebecca Baird. And Holy Father God, we pray for the thousands of folks who have sent in prayer requests. And we pray now for some by name, we pray for Pastor Bushibi. We thank you with him for the soul saved during the baptism service. Lives changed and people healed and delivered. Thank you for the baptism service going well and for Sister Evelyn's family, giving them a plot of land for free. What a blessing. Please uh, work everything out regarding the legal process to get the title deed uh, protect our children from the devil secret religions drugs addictions lesbianism homosexuality murder etc and bless their sponsored media program that raises the concern about parenthood learning structures and Christian values faith please heal sister Dora's knees Provide for your church and deliver the church from economic hardships, family disputes, insecurity, starvation, and poverty. Deliver Kenya and all of Africa from drought, famine, and starvation. <coughs> Provide them with Bibles for new souls, basic needs for orphans and widows, food and water, church planting and construction, and financial resources for ministry. Lord, we pray for Vicki, who sent in this prayer request. Please heal Cecilia's dog, comfort Cecilia, and give her strength. We pray for Isaac. Please bless him with the money he needs to build a church. We pray for the people who have gotten saved through the ministry. Help them to grow in the faith, those who have gotten saved uh, that we're not going to call out their name tonight in the thousands who have made a profession of faith in you. Uh, but Lord, we want to pray for a few by name. Help them all to grow in your grace and in the faith. We pray for Christy, Galagaki, Jay, Rusha, Elvis. And Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives 
to Christ, or Tito, Brenda, Ezekiel, Atino, Julie, and thousands of others. Help them all to stand strong in the faith and to be the strong Christians that you want them to be and not to ever go back into a backslidden state. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you're with us tonight and uh, you have never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior uh, or you do not know whether or not you would go to he heaven or hell, uh, hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Straight from the lips of the Lord Jesus Christ who uh, said the most loving, the most magnificent, and the most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. Dr. Curtis Hudson said that the words Jesus Christ said on this night, the most important words ever said on earth, is the gospel in a nutshell. Only God and only his son, Jesus Christ, could put these words together this way. So powerfully and so succinctly. Jesus Christ said to Nicodemus one night, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Dear friend, all you have to do to get saved from hell and saved to heaven is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have to join a church <coughs> to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to sing in a choir or work in the church to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. All you have to do to get saved from hell tonight is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. To do what Jesus Christ said. He is the Son of God. God sent him to pay your sin debt. <clears throat> he is the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. He is the sacrificial... Uh, Passover, Lamb of God, for the sins of the entire world, not just the Jews. <clears throat> Pardon me. And all you have to do is believe in your heart in him, as he said. For whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved the world. That means that God loves you. That he gave his only begotten son. He gave Jesus up for you and for me. We're all sinners, aren't we? The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So therefore we can't pay for our sins uh, on this earth. The only way that we can pay for our sins is in hell. Burning in hell forever. Because that's where you're going to go if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why uh, the Bible calls uh, 
this preaching, what I'm doing right now, the gospel. It is good news. The reason why it is good news is because Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God because you're on your way to hell. And you will go to hell if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is good news, that you can get saved from hell, the burning hell, forever and ever by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ went on to say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, that is, believeth in Jesus Christ, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, should not perish. That means you will not go to hell. Rather, you will go to heaven. For he said, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Very simple, very straightforward. There's nothing hard about this. You believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, you will go to heaven when you die. This, however, must be taken care of right now. There is no purgatory, there is no limbo, there is no vestibule uh, to wait in. It's either heaven or hell. If you die tonight unsaved, meaning you did not choose to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, maybe you had good intentions, you will go to hell. And you will spend eternity in hell and in the lake of fire. You say, preacher, you ought not to be trying to scare people. I'm not trying to scare you. I, if you're saying that I'm trying to scare you, you're saying that Jesus is trying to scare you. Because he preached on hell more than anybody in the Bible. He preached on hell more than he preached on heaven. So, you know, uh, uh, nobody's trying to scare you. But you should be scared. Because... Hell is the real house of horrors. And so you need to humble yourself and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who died for your sins. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. And so believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray and ask him to come into your heart and save your soul. For the Bible says, uh, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So right now, tonight, it is as simple as that. Go ahead and get your eternal life insurance policy squared away, paid for in full, signed for in the precious blood of Christ. And all you have to do is do what Jesus Christ told you to do. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. I'm sure you have heard some parts of this story before, but tonight is your night to get saved from the eternal burning hell. God is waiting on you. I assure you that God is waiting on you to get saved before he sends Jesus Christ back and then it's going to be too late. I assure you that because the Bible says that uh, he's not willing that any should perish.
but that all should come to repentance. And he's waiting on you. That's a fact. He waited on me up until December the 19th, 1979. He's waiting on you tonight. He has you here tonight for a reason, to hear the gospel and to be saved. God sets up divine appointments so that you can hear the gospel and be saved. So do that tonight for your own good. Stop loving darkness rather than light. Stop loving sin uh, rather than righteousness. Be willing to repent of your sins by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and he will help you. So follow me in prayer, the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase, my dear friends, and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a wicked sinner and that I have done evil in your sight repeatedly. I have broken your Ten Commandments by lying, by stealing, by lusting, by coveting, by dishonoring my parents, disobeying my parents, as well as dishonoring you and disobeying you by taking your holy name in vain. <clears throat> For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my wicked, evil, and ungodly sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart. Into my spirit. And uh, save my soul tonight. For I believe that you, Lord Jesus Christ, suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, I do pray uh, that you will fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins. And help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. <clears throat> Dear friend of mine, if you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart and you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, who paid your sin debt, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, then according to the Bible, according to Jesus Christ himself, you are now saved from hell. And may I congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life. And may God bless you in your newfound uh, life with him. Now, to grow in the faith, you need to start right. I'm a firm believer in that. I am afraid that many pastors do not help people to start right, and that's why they fall apart. 
and go bust and you can't find them after a while. You need to start right. So go to gospellightsociety.com and tap on my free book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. You just believed in him. You just prayed to him for your salvation. And you have entered now through the door. This book will help you with several points uh, as to what you uh, should do as a new Christian. And it will catapult you right on up to where you need to be. And you'll be able to make it from there with the help of your Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit. Uh, also, email us. Let us know that you got saved. Ask any questions you want to ask. Send in any prayer requests that you want to send in at any time. And also uh, avail yourselves to uh, Gospel Light Society podcast where we have thousands of little classes, if you will, discipleship classes dealing with nearly 40, I mean, 50 different um, subjects uh, and um, uh, all of it will be of benefit to you. Uh, I would encourage you to start with the Prayer Motivator podcast, the Prayer Motivator Minute, the uh, Standing Between the Living and the Dead devotionals, devotional class, uh, devotional service rather, uh, the Bible reading uh, podcast, the Bible teaching podcast, the evangelistic podcast, all of it. And uh, just listen, 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 and you will learn. And if you listen to everything, you will get more than a BA in Bible, more than a master's in Bible accredited, more than a doctorate. Well, close to a doctor. Let me take that back. Be, yeah, that's going too far. But uh, if you listen to everything, you probably get that. I mean, uh, we're not issuing degrees, but you will be getting the same education I got. And uh, God has blessed me to have uh, over four degrees. I think it's five, uh, five degrees, including my divinity college. Uh, and so forth. So you'll be blessed and you'll be encouraged in the faith. And that, that's probably just as big as uh, the book that I told you to get for free, if not more so. Do both and you'll grow in the faith. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, Lord willing, uh, uh, I may preach a little bit on the second coming tonight. Uh, but uh, for some reasons that uh, that I don't want to get into right now, I may not. Uh, but I, I, I might go right into it a little bit. Just to slap the devil a little bit. So, uh, but I, the reason why I'm saying this is because God let me say so many things in this service. Uh, I could pretty much call it a night. So I'm not going to say
farewell right now. What I'm going to say is turn in your Bibles. And uh, we're going to go right on into it. Uh, Daniel, Ezekiel, there's going to be a division. And so you can make that cut right here. Ladies and gentlemen, stand for the reading of the Word of God as I preach a little bit on how to be ready and how to wait. Part 6, the second coming chapel sermon, sermon message number 330. And we're in Luke chapter 12, verse 35. Let's read. Let your loins be girded about, and your lights burning. And ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord when he will return from the wedding. That when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet, and will come forth and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them so, blessed are those servants. And this know that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be therefore ready also for the Son of Man, cometh at an hour when ye think not. Then Peter said unto him, Lord, speakest thou this parable unto us, or even to all? And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord when he cometh, shall find so doing. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the previous devotional service. I praise you and I thank you, Lord, uh, for the privilege uh, to serve you and others in that service. Now going on, I think, 900 times. 900 services, something like that. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor just with that service alone. And I thank you, Lord, for allowing me to read your holy word in this, the second coming chapel service, which we have been doing now for many years. And uh, we pray that you will lay afresh and anew on my heart what you would have me to say. And... Uh, Lord, uh, help me to be as brief as possible uh, for reasons you know and for your glory, praise, and honor. And we pray, Lord, for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. 
ladies and gentlemen, Jesus moves to a very different image here uh, tonight, and we need to note the differences. The master-servant image above was intended as an encouragement to those who would wait as Jesus described. The owner-thief image is a warning to those who do not expectantly await await the Lord's return. In the first image, Jesus is portrayed as the master who is welcomed and comes with a reward. They opened the door immediately. They They didn't have to clean up the sin like many of us will probably have to do when the Lord comes back. I hope that's not the case. Jesus knocking out the door is the image and uh, Jesus having to wait and the door is not gladly open because they were not expecting Jesus as they should. In the second Jesus comes as a thief who is not welcomed and whose arrival spells disaster. He is ripped off if you will. In the first story, the master owns the house, but in the second, the man owns the house, and Jesus is viewed as the unwanted, unauthorized taker. The owner of the house loses his possessions. In the first image, the master is welcomed and let in the door. In the second, the thief is not welcome and he enters by digging through the wall. What is it that makes the difference? What determines whether Jesus is a welcome master or a dreaded thief, if you will? I think the answer is suggested by the two stories but is made clear by the gospel. The difference is a relationship. There is a loving bond between the master and his servants. They know and love each other. The servants await his return because of who he is, the master. The homeowner does not know the thief, nor does he wish to. He hopes the Lord never comes, for his coming is viewed as bringing a loss. The gospel fills in the blanks. Those who have trusted in Jesus as the promised Messiah and Savior of the world and who love him and see him as the source of every good and perfect gift, amen. They await his return and know that it will bring them blessedness, peace, and joy. Those who have rejected God and his Messiah do not wish to see him, for his coming only spells the loss of those things which they value most, but which will be taken away, just as the rich fool lost his possessions. Ladies and gentlemen, 
I believe that we have people divided up in this category today, these two categories today. I do believe that the first one is few in number. In other words, I believe that um, we don't have as many people as we think who are looking for the Lord, the Master, to come on a friendship basis, a master-servant basis, and uh, uh, and they're not, and and and, and uh, we don't have too many who are glad at his coming, happy about him coming back, and gladly opening the door when he comes. I believe on the broad road side, we have many people who don't want to see the Lord come. And I believe it's very telling, even for folks who are in the church, who have that mentality. They, 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 they like their sin and they like their evil. They like living in this hellacious misery that we're living in. And so they don't want to see the Lord come back. And there is a division there. They're not excited about the Lord coming back. The question is, which one are you? If you are born again and saved, you're looking for the Lord to come back. You are happy about it. Uh, you, you do not have a mentality of suicide. You do not want it. You do not want it to be rushed because God waited on you to get saved, and you want God, and you're with God on waiting on others. But you do pray like John, Lord, please come quickly. And you're praying. You're witnessing. You're reading the Bible. You're concerned about the things of God. You're happy for people who are serving the Lord and in ministry for the Lord and are doing something for the kingdom. On the other hand, if you can't stand things being done for the kingdom and the Lord and you try to hinder them and you hate them and you despise them, and you can care less if a soul gets saved. You can care less about trying to win a soul. You can care less about prayer. You don't even really believe in God as you should. Uh, then you're in another camp. You're going to hell. You're on that broad road. Broad road, rather. Leading to hell and destruction. And may I say to you, my dear friends, tonight, you cannot fake the Christian life. I've told my own wife this for years, and I've told many thousands of folks. There's one thing on this earth that you cannot fake, and that is you cannot fake being a Christian. And you may fool some of the people some of the time. You may not fool all of the people all the time, and there's some people you can't fool at all, period. And you can't fool God. You cannot fake the Christian life. You, you will become exhausted 
serving the Lord because you're faking. People who are truly born again and saved, they can work for the Lord every day and not get exhausted. Why? Because it's Him doing it. It's, a, it's, it's the God kind of love that flows through, shed abroad in that person's heart. That's why they act like they're saved when they get up. They act like they're saved at noontime. They act like they're saved at night. They, 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 they don't know what it means to fake it. But people who are trying to fake it, uh, these are they who say, let me get up first and have my coffee before I can act like a Christian. Uh, I must be hungry around noontime, one o'clock. That's why I'm acting kind of honorary and full of hell and the devil. Because I didn't get this or that, I'm mean as the devil around five or six o'clock. But, you know, get, catch me at another time. These are they who are not looking for the Lord to come. They don't even want the Lord to come. They're all about being uh, natural uh, as men and women. These are they who are never happy about the success of the church. They're never happy about a person getting saved. They're never happy about the ministry or, or the opportunity to serve in the ministry. They're never happy about uh, members being added to the church. They don't understand what a miracle that is to see people saved and added to the church, baptized. And they have a tendency not to be happy for other people serving the Lord. They're always jealous and envious of others. These are people who are not born again. They're not saved. So they're not looking for Jesus, and they're not even interested in serving Jesus. How about you? Where are you at? Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, for those who are saved. Help them, Lord, to keep their eyes on the prize help them to uh, continue serving you looking for you to come back and uh, help them Lord to become even more obedient more faithful and more prayerful as they look for you to come back for those who are not saved and have do not have an interest in you and your ministry and work on earth, we pray, and Lord, all we can do is pray for their salvation. Help them to humble themselves, open their blinded eyes, and stop their deaf ears, and save their souls and change their lives before it is eternally too late. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, I just preached the gospel fully a few minutes ago. But if you have joined us since then, Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This may be your last chance to get saved. So do what Jesus Christ said. 
and that is believe in him. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. Believe in him tonight. Pray and ask him tonight to save your soul. And he will save you. And he'll change your life. Pray with me right now. As well as believe in your heart in Jesus Christ who died for your sins. Was buried and rose again. And rose from the dead on the third day. Call on his name. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's all you got to do is call and believe in your heart. Follow me in the sinner's prayer. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and lost and on my way to hell. And I deserve to go to hell for the sins that I have committed against you. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who I believe suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power, Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my wretched soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins. And help me to get back to you, my first love. Pardon me and help me to get uh, with you in the newfound, my newfound life as a Christian. And help me to grow in it and be the Christian that you want me to be. <clears throat> For it is in your name I do pray, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and you prayed that prayer with me in sincerity, according to the words of Jesus Christ and the words of the Bible, you are now saved from hell and on your way to heaven. To help you grow in the faith, please go to gospellightsociety.com and tap on my free book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door and uh, start reading that book. It's an easy free download so that you can grow into the strong Christian that God wants you to be. And also email us and let us know that you got saved and it is very important uh, to get saved so that when Jesus comes back you can go back with him and not go the other way with the devil to hell so uh, it's very important 
and uh, uh, and we can start praying for you. If you have a prayer request, send that in uh, to the email that's on your platform where you are, or you can email me directly at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com. Also, uh, we have more material to send to you. Uh, make sure you go by Gospel Light uh, Society podcasts. And there are thousands of podcasts there, uh, nearly 50 different subjects that will help you to grow in the faith. You can lie down in your bed tonight and listen free of charge to any number of different podcasts, all able to help you to grow in the faith. So, dear friend, until next time, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow morning and uh, tomorrow evening as well. If the Lord tarries is coming and we live, and God gives me the grace and the strength to do so. And so, God bless you until next time. Make sure you pray without ceasing and uh, make sure that uh, you keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord. And as the Marines say, simplify. Always faithful as a child of God. Be always faithful to God. And the Bible says also, uh, 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 pray without ceasing. Make sure you do that. And the Air Force boys say simple supra. That means always above. So pray without ceasing. Be faithful to the Lord and keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord. And Lord willing, we'll see you next time as we listen to the music on our way out.